Okay, good morning. Welcome to Lifestyle Pirates. We are here this morning, second episode of 2021 with Isaac Natoli. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh, mate, Thanks for coming in. To be here. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, um, I've been checking out your YouTube channel. And yeah. I've been laughing and crying. <laughs> some of the tears were, you know, just because they, they rung true with some of the things you're saying, the messages, which yep. we'll definitely come back to. And just because you're a funny guy. Mm. Your you. About Me on your YouTube channel is a fit and funny dwarf, just enjoying life, bringing you laughs and inspiration. Yes. Mate, talk to us about that. Yeah. So um, basically, I was uh, born with a form of dwarfism mm-hmm. um, called spondyloepiphyseal dysplasia. So um, that's, a try- scrab- that's a Scrabble winner, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Try saying that after a few beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Say that again. Spondio. Spondylo epiphyseal dysplasia. I think he was in my high school. (laughs) 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 Sounds, I don't know. Yeah. It it took me like, I honestly say majority of my life to learn how to pronounce it, but, but we've got there in the end. So, um, so yeah, basically you said it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't uh, let, I won't make you have to say it. Cause it'll just complete tongue twister. But yeah. So, um, I was born with SED is what it's um, shortened to, no mm. pun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you kicked off already. I love this. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so yeah, so basically, um, yeah, I um, have a form of, yeah, dwarfism and I have um, brought myself to starting a YouTube channel uh, mm. around fitness and self-development as well. Um, so basically I was, uh, last year I got, uh, two hip replacements done, um, because basically my condition affects, um, has affected my hips the most. So Mm -hmm. throughout my, uh, like, yeah, 18 years, um, I basically had quite severe hip pains and, and had a few surgeries done. So finally, um, got, yeah, two surgeries, one hip replacement done last year in March and my second one done in September. Different hips, yeah? Like, yes, yeah. so the left and the right side. Yeah. And after the one in March, obviously, it's when everything happened and we had a lot of, you know, time to ourselves. And I think just time to – it was it was just a time for me personally to just align with, you know, what I truly wanted to do. And I, I wasn't going to uni either um, because, yeah, so I graduated uh, last year. Mm -hmm. Um, from high school and, you know, everyone's kind of heading to uni and that. So it was kind of tough for me to make the decision to not go. But um, I then, you know, found myself with all this time and started a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, Which is something that I've wanted to do for for quite a while. And, and, um, yeah, it's just really kicked off from there and and now I'm here. So, man, I really love your YouTube channel as well. It's got a good vibe and make really good editing. Do you do the editing yourself? Yes. Yeah, I do. Far out, man. It's really (laughs) good. It's making me want to lift up my game, mate. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us a bit about your, um, well, I suppose your, your fitness journey. Yes. Mm. Because, mate, fuck, you're shredded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I, so I started lifting when I was about 14 yeah. or 15. Um, you know, just, I guess, the the classic, um, you know, teenage kind of insecurities and, mm. and um, you know, people were starting to get into the gym and, you know, I was quite skinny. Um, and I actually initially started for, for – uh, uh, football, soccer. Mm. Um, so I went into the gym to strengthen my legs and, um, you know, not long after that I had, uh, not my hip replacement, but a surgery on my hips Mm. to, um, which then put me out. Um, and I couldn't go back to playing soccer. So then I was like, Oh, wow. I actually really quite enjoy the gym. I really quite enjoy, you know, just how I felt in the gym and, and, you know, what I was starting to, you know, build in the gym, it was really, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of almost just giving me a sense of like just more purpose. Like yeah. I was, I was, I really found a, a passion in, in the gym and just being able to kind of 
it was just a place for me to kind of, you know, let out, you know, um, you know, whatever I was feeling throughout the day, you know, the gym was always just that place that I could just go in there, let it out and, and come out feeling better. Yeah. And that really became almost addicting for me. And it, it just, I've continued on that gym yeah. journey and, yeah. and, um, I just enjoy the, the process of it all and, and, yeah. really do and, and try to, you know, inspire others yeah. along the way, along mm. throughout my, my journey, which is, which is, yeah, mm. good. <laughs> you mentioned about the teenage insecurities that we all have, we've, yeah. we've all been through. Yes. Uh, were they heightened, um, obviously being a, being a person of short stature? Yeah. I mean, so really my, my childhood was, I, w- I was quite fortunate to, to, you know, have good friends and, you know, uh, a supportive family mm-hmm. and, you know, I never faced, um, you know, bullying, um, so to speak or anything like that. So, you know, growing up through childhood, I never really experienced the feeling of, of being different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of looked at myself, you know, as just the usual normal average person. Mm, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, there were, um, you know, I've, uh, there's quite a few stories where, you know, I definitely did feel different, but majority of, of my childhood was quite good. Um, and then yes, coming into high school was, I think the biggest change was, was where, you know, started to kick in yeah. the most, um, and where the insecurities started to, to come through. And I remember the, the first day of, of high school, I was, actually everyone just like wanted to take photos with me and everyone just wanted to like pick me up, yeah. give me a hug, like put them, <laughs> like put me on their shoulders. It was, it was quite, I didn't, I didn't know how to react. I yeah. was like, Oh, why is this like, like why, why am I yeah. being treated like this and the others aren't? Yeah. And you know, like people were taking photos and, and all this. And just from that day that just kind of straight away cemented, the hours different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I started to, you know, like you go out and, and party and, you know, trying to get girls and stuff like that. And it was never, it was never the easiest thing for me. And that kind of then again, you know, brought up insecurities because I was feeling different. I wasn't, um, you know, the average teenage dude. And um, yeah, then that kind of just led me to, to, to the gym yeah. and I, I kind of felt a, a boost of confidence yeah. through being in the gym and being able to work on myself in the gym and yeah. So were there any challenges growing up smaller than the average guy? Um, I mean. Cause I know you got that YouTube channel where you got that, um, what is a small challenge or little. Overcoming oh, small yeah. challenges. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When you went when you went shopping and you're yeah. trying to get stuff from the, the top shelf. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, those are just kind of the everyday yeah. everyday challenges, and you know, like, um, I guess, yeah, things like not being able to reach things, mm. reach, you know, reaching things at the grocery store or what or wherever, um, and you know, like being at parties and, and talking to like a chick's belly yeah. button or something like that. <laughs> no, I didn't no. think of that. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, yeah, just to give like people like a visualization. So I'm like four foot six. Mm. So I'm basically, I'm probably like up to your armpits. Yeah. That's, that's like where I'm at or maybe a yeah. bit lower. So <laughs> depending on how to you, but that's like yeah. the general, yeah. that's like where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely gonna. There's a video, um, which again, I was just I was laughing very hardly this morning yeah. at when you. I, I get the sense that role models are quite a big thing for you. You did a day, um, kind of in the life of Muhammad Ali, and you were training like him and getting up, and then you did a day of Ronaldo. Yeah, and you went to pick up girls like Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yes. Do you want to walk us through that? Because that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I, I the the idea basically. Um, came to me, um, through, yeah, you know, I was creating this day in the life video of Ronaldo mm. and I was like, you know, how can, cause there's a, there's a few on YouTube, you know, and it's like, how, how can I kind of 
how can I differentiate this? How can I make something mm. that, you know, is different from the rest of these day in the life videos? And I happened to be watching this, like picking up girls videos, like the other night that was just like, um, just really funny. And I think that just inspired me to like, you know, just, you know, try pick up chicks yeah. being Ronaldo. Um, and as well, cause like a message that, um, I, I try to talk about him on my channel and something that resonates with me is, mm. is stepping into discomfort, yeah. um, and getting outside of your comfort zone. Cause that is where I believe a lot of growth happens and that's yeah. where we, um, you know, learn the most. And, and I guess, yeah. So, so this kind of resonated a lot with that, something that was outside of my comfort zone. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. So I went out and, um, and yeah, it was, it was so, it, honestly, I was, obviously you can't see it in the video, but I was shitting myself. Like <laughs> I was, it, it was really hard. Like I, there was so many takes before where I just scrapped them because I just felt like, cause I like stumbled on my words or I literally, Delivery wasn't I literally forgot what I was going to say. Like there was a chick, I was like, oh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. And yeah. she just walked off like literally. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. So it took me a bit of time yeah. to kind of get into a bit of a flow. Yeah. And, and then I was just kind of, you know, um, messing around in, you know, Pitt Street Mall, like the main yeah. area of Sydney where there's a lot of people. Um, and, yeah, just, just found chicks and approached yeah. them and yeah. try to get some numbers. So who, who films you? Um, yeah. So it really, it really can be anyone. So yeah. it can just be a friend yeah. or it can literally be like mom or it can be, <laughs> you know, just someone in the gym. It yeah. really, Someone's I don't have around. a set. Yeah. I, Cause I do a lot of the filming on my own. Yeah. Um, because I'm just, I just quite, I know what I want and yeah. I just can, you know, stick a tripod up and that's the shot I want rather yeah. than having to, yeah. you know, tell someone else. And um, so yeah, mainly on my own or else some, you know, family or friends. Yeah. Mm. So football, let's talk about that. You started yes. to play football when you were younger yes. and um, you stopped. Yeah. Walk us through that. Yeah. So basically I got into soccer at around eight mm -hmm. um, and yeah, quite the journey with, with uh, football. So yeah, I was really passionate, still am passionate, but I was very, very passionate um, growing up uh, and, and wanting to become a, a professional uh, my, my, my goal was actually to become the world's shortest soccer player. That was actually what I set out. Um, and I was, I was so committed to that. Like, even though, you know, it, if, if I look back on it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, there's n nothing's not possible, but it's, you know, it's yeah. not very realistic, but there was still, you know, I was extremely committed probably up to like 12 years old mm. of actually, you know, wanting to become a, a the world's shortest soccer player. So I um, started off when I was eight with a, with a local club. I played through just a few local clubs and then eventually kind of moved up to, you know, a higher league and a, and a higher team. And, you know, I was training like three times a week and I was really into it. But then I was also dealing with a lot of hip pains. Um, so the old – the older I was getting, the worse it was getting. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was coming up to about, yeah, I think it was 12. Mm. And I got, when I was five years old, I got pins put into my hips, uh, both hips, uh, to help them, like, grow straight because they were growing basically in the wrong direction. Right. Um, so I had pins put in when I was five and then – got them taken out when I was 12. And then after that, I really struggled to just get back in. So no, sorry. While I was, when I had surgery and whilst I was recovering was when the trials were on for the, my team. Yep. So because it was a higher league, you have to do the trials no matter what yep. each year. Um, and so I missed the trials. I was gutted. Um, yep. I was like, okay, well, I don't want to play with a local team. And then at the same time I was, I was, um, you know, struggling to run anyway. Um, so ended up quitting, um, and getting into the gym 
and and then the gym kind of took over from there. But yeah, football definitely played a huge, huge role in in my childhood, and and you know, till now I still support um, AC Milan, the best. Uh, football team in the world. Here we go. But, you heard uh, it here, guys. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Don't forget that, all right? <laughs> Don't forget it. Farsa <laughs> Milan. <laughs> so you've also starred in a movie, haven't you? You've been in a movie. Yes. The Trophy Thief? Yeah. That's the one. Mate, tell us about that. <laughs> that's brilliant. Like, yeah. man, how do you find the time to do all this stuff as well? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. It was it was really – that one kind of came down to just like luck really yeah. and, and just – You make your own luck though. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, basically, so I was I was actually at a at my training. Um, I was training with a, a local team, um, and there was a guy handing out pamphlets hmm. um, to for kids because he needed um, kids who could play soccer, who were good at soccer, but also who could act. Hmm. So he was going around to different clubs handing out pamphlets for auditions hmm. for. Um, his short film. Anyway, I took it and, and ended up going to this audition. Uh, never acted before, never done anything like that. Um, so that was completely out of my comfort zone. That was like, okay, I didn't even know what I'm getting myself into, but I somehow was just like, this probably would be cool, even though I probably won't get the role. Um, and I went and auditioned and then I got through to the next audition um, which I was like, whoa, like, how have I done that? Yeah. Um, cause I went in, I was so nervous. Um, and they told me to like juggle a ball. I couldn't even juggle the ball. I was that nervous. I yeah. did like three keepy ups Yeah, and I was like all over the place. That's my record anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's all you needed, man, yeah. to, to get through to the next audition. Nice, so. Let me know next time, mate. <laughs> yeah, I will, man. I'll hit you up. I'll be like, yeah, Adriano, yeah. uh, he, he can come on set, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. Watch me do one. I can do one. Easy. <laughs> that's all you need, man. Yeah. Now just edit the rest. Dude. Yeah, exactly like, right. <laughs> put on loop. Fix, fix that in post, yeah? But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, ended up getting the main role in, in the short film, which was – uh, amazing, and yeah. that was a really good experience. So, is, and yeah. is, is is acting something you want to continue with? Yeah. So, so I got that role just before um, getting into high school. So there wasn't so much resistance to you know fearing what other people would think. Yeah. Um, and then it, it got released. Um, the short film got released in my first year during my first year of high school. So everyone was like playing it on like the um, whiteboards, like the electric yeah. whiteboards, yeah. whatever you call them. The projectors. The projectors, the yep. projectors. Yeah. And I would get so, so embarrassed. Really? Um, yes, super embarrassed. I would hate if anyone would play it. Yeah. Um, and people were always like, let's play it, let's play it. And I would always like walk out of the room. I never wanted anyone to find out about it. So I stopped um, acting because yeah. I was, I got, then I got a agency and then I started, because I was auditioning for other um, roles as well during mm-hmm. that time, but I stopped it all because of, you know, just I, I basically wasn't enjoying it, and mm-hmm. there was you know the fear of, you know, judgment from from other kids and stuff like that. So, um, but now now it's it's something that's definitely uh, I feel like would be something that I'm interested in doing for sure. Yeah. Um, but. I guess, you know, we'll see how that goes, but it's something on my mind to hopefully, you know, go back down that path. Yeah. So it would be cool. Going back to your operation, so you mentioned last year you had a hip replacement for, yes. for both your hips. Yes. That was quite a hard decision for you, wasn't it? Because I, I watched one of your videos and, and you actually got a lot of negative feedback from the doctors and, and, and you referred to them as people of authority, so families and teachers yeah. actually saying, you know, Isaac, don't do it, you yeah. know. Um, I've been in a slightly similar position. I've, yep. I've got a dislocated shoulder. It's got a pin in it, and they and I've got a, you know, my right arm doesn't straighten, so I wanted to replace yep. it. Um, but the doctors again said, you know, the joints aren't meant to last for that long, mm. so delay it as, as long as possible. This doesn't give me any discomfort at all. It's very different to, to you. What was the decision to actually go ahead, being eighteen years old last year? I guess pre-COVID or with this, and going actually now, I I want to do this. What, why mm. why then? Yeah, um, I think 
it was, yeah, it was definitely a, a tough decision. It was definitely, um, as you said, when you have, you know, authorities, um, you know, growing up and, and telling you this is how it should be and this is what you should do, it's always, always very hard to go against. And I think it was just, it was, it was a pure fact that I, I didn't want to waste my younger years of, of life and, um, you know, in pain. I didn't want to live, you know, you know, throughout my twenties and into my, you know, thirties just to, you know, prolong having a hip replacement. Like it just didn't make sense to me and it just didn't, it just didn't align with me. And I think, you know, um, I, I think a message behind that is just, is just, you know, living, I guess the life that, that you want and that aligns with you is it's, it's never easy, but it, it, it has, it takes those, those big leaps. It takes those, those leaps and those steps of courage. And yeah, it, it wasn't easy, but again, it was, I guess, just going with what was in my heart and mm-hmm. I just had to trust that. And I just said, you know what, like, no matter what, even if people around me don't agree, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, if I have to get another hip replacement done later, then so be it. I just don't want to, you know, live life regretting mm. things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, it's, it's just huge for me yeah. um, not regretting anything and, and living life to, to the fullest and, and really enjoying it. So I, I yeah, took the leap and uh, got him done. And, and I am just so, so grateful mm. that I did do that. And I, you know, couldn't be happier to be, to be where I am right now and, and to have made that decision. So, yeah. You, yeah. You've got a great, um, you've got a great term, live life on your terms. Yes. Um, which I just love that when I was watching the videos um, this morning. And you also mentioned about this, this um, bit of inspiration behind a lady called Bronnie Weir. Yes. Around the, the top five regrets of dying. Mm. How did you, I mean, did you Google that? What, how did you come across that? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and what were they? Because again, I think it's, it's, it's some great points. Yeah. So um, I basically Googled it, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking for um, a study uh, about like people um, who live with regrets. And, and I found a study um, which was like 76% of people um, have regrets, um, you know, on their deathbed, they, they actually have regrets. Um, 76% of that's people. Massive. That's yeah, that's a lot. Um, and I was like, okay, um, you know, I want to get deeper into some research. And then I came across Bronnie Ware who wrote, who is, is the author of the top five regrets of the dying. Hmm. So she basically was a, um, like a counselor for, you know, in a nursing home for yeah. people who were, you know, coming to their you know, final stages of life. And she, she was able to, you know, talk with these people and, and they would open up to her about, she would, so she would always ask these people, do they have any regrets? And a lot of them did. Mm. And the number one regret was living a life that, uh, somebody expected of me and not living a life um, that I truly wanted. It was something around that. Yeah. So, you know, living on your own terms and not living life that other people expected of them. Yeah. You know, it can be family, you know, parents, friends, whatever. And and that, that really um, – I can't remember all the top yeah. five regrets, but that was the one that – that was the number one and that yeah. was the most common and that was the only one I kind of took out of that. Five. Yeah, that strikes yeah. a chord. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it does with a lot of people because, um, and and I and I don't think it's I don't think it's anyone's fault either. Um, and and I don't think you sh- we should kind of blame ourselves for for this because again, you know, we are most influenced as a child. Hmm. Um, at the ages of, I think it's, uh, what is it? It's like seven to 11 or five to seven, there's, there's an age bracket where your, your base, your brain is like a sponge. Mm. So it's just absorbing everything around you. So 
um, you're basically whatever you're around your parents, you're, you know, what literally everything you're just absorbing yeah, like a sponge. Yeah. And, and of course, many parents, um, and, and family friends, again, um, I kind of, you know, will instill their own beliefs and they will kind of tell you how to live. Yeah. You know, not everyone, but you know, a lot of us are, are told how we should live our lives. And, you know, just this small couple of years that we're like a sponge, it impacts us so much. Mm. It, 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 it literally like, um, it affects our whole lives because then we think this is, this is how we should live. And, you know, we do have dreams and we do have aspirations, but, you know, they get so dug down that we kind of lose sight of them and, and they, they, they do come up like, especially, you know, in times like the new year, um, you know, they, they do kind of bubble up and we kind of, you know, are motivated to make the change. But then again, life kind of, you know, yeah. stuffs it back down. And we, we had them. Um, we actually had Alan Stevens on before Christmas, who does yeah. human profiling and, and communications, and he said exactly the same thing. That kind of five to seven is when you're most impressionable. Mm. Um, you it's, build your it's, bias. It, it's where everything is is kind of formed. Yes. Um, so it's 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 a good stage of life, and it's quite important mm. to build those bias, those values, those beliefs that, that can be instilled. Um, let's go back to the sports side of things. You're obviously a big keen sports person. You you you've trained. With basketball players, you know, where does that sport bit come in? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I just, I just gravitated towards, I think I've, I've got a, I've got a family of, you know, a lot of us do play sports, you know, on both dad's and mum's side. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just gravitated towards sports from just a very early age. I just, I just was. I don't know. It just grabbed me and I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I started, um, I played yeah, football, uh, tennis, cricket. Um, I then did athletics. I had a period throughout uh, primary school where I got into athletics and was like the national, I won at the national level, um, gold medals. And that was, that was really good. So I've, yeah, I've, I've, um, Oh, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, so I, I, um, did athletics at, so I did AWD with, which is athletes with a disability. Yep. Um, so I was competing at a national level for that and was doing really well at that. But then, I mean, coming back to like living life on your terms and doing, you know, living a life that you want, mm. it wasn't actually something that I was truly passionate about and it was something that people because I was doing so well I was at such I was performing at such a high level the highest level actually in Australia mm. there was all the pressure in the world to continue with that and to mm. to you know keep going yeah. and I was just like I, I actually hated it at one stage I was like this is not what I want to do yeah. um although I was winning gold medals in and out and it was like it's just like, oh no, this isn't for me, and I yeah. just stopped. And that was that was another thing that people were like, why, why the hell have you just stopped? You know, you could have gone into Paralympics and all that, but you're uh, living on your own terms. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nice. So you mentioned, um, you know, New Year's and when everyone starts to think about those things. Yeah. Do you have a New Year's resolution this year? Um. Yeah. Well, I actually, I, I used to be just against them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because, like. I just see other people who are against them, but I don't see anything wrong with them. So yeah. I, I then set, I actually did set some this year. Um, and one of them, yeah. So I guess one of them was to, yeah, go uh, full time on YouTube. Yeah. So that's. Become a YouTuber. Yes. Yes. Good so, income. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's something that I do enjoy. Yeah. So, so hopefully to, um, Yeah. That'd be cool. Go, yeah, that would yeah. be that would be really cool. So, so gonna just put everything into it this yeah. year. Um, really gonna go all out with it. And um, what else? Um, I don't even know. I think I set I set some others. Um, Any fitness goals? Not really, to be no. honest. It's just to just yeah. to keep going. Yeah. I used to have like heavy set goals, like I have to be this weight and this shredded by yeah. this time, but. Um, do I you just, compete? 
No, 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 no. Have you ever thought about doing that? Yes, yes. So last year was supposed to happen, um, but didn't happen. So this year, you know, depending on because it, it is a lot of effort. It takes a lot of it takes a lot out of you, and it's a, it's a it's a it's a large process of mm. you know bulking up and cutting down and diet. It's a lot of energy. So I think if I have the time and I have the space to do it, I will do it this year. Yeah. Um, but if not, it, it'll happen very soon, you know, in the next couple of years. Yeah. So that should be an experience because I've never done it before. So it should be cool. That, you'll be out of your comfort zone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Really. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time against like these huge freaking six foot yeah. shredded just monsters. <laughs> and I'm just going to be this freaking like Oompa Loompa. Just <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Just gonna be like, God damn! I actually will like actually because I'm gonna be like ten. You get yeah. tanned up. I just yeah. need to put a freaking. Do they have yeah. green hair or purple hair? Yeah. Like, I thought I thought it was green. I thought it was green. I thought it was green. I mean, look on that as well. <laughs> I, I mean, how important la- laughter in humans is obviously massive for you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, ha- how important is that for you in your day to day? You know, with, with with when you just when you did when you live in your life, when you live in life on your terms, how important yeah. is it to I guess laugh at you know maybe your, your situation, laugh at yourself, and, and laugh at others around? Yeah, I think I think laughter is a huge huge part of life, um, and is yeah literally just so important. There's like crazy stories out there, like people who have healed like non healable diseases through Mm. laughter and all this crazy stuff. So like the power of laughter is like incredible. Mm. And man, I just, I just, I, I, cause I, I try not to take, you know, life too seriously and and just to, to, to just kind of, you know, have fun and, and and just, just laugh. And, and, you know, um, I think it's definitely easy to, to get into the headspace um, of, you know, taking everything so seriously and, um, you know, looking at my condition and being like, oh, you know, um, you know, just taking it too seriously. Mm. So I just, you know, just, it is what it is. And, and life should be, should be laughed. Like yeah, a lot of life should be, um, laughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And I mean, we had, um, last year we had, uh, the supercar advocate on who, yes. um, a guy called Lee, who clearly loves his cars. That's his passion. And, and you know he's a, he's a YouTuber as well, yeah. And and does get you know a, a fair bit of negative feedback and and comments on the social media side. I mean, do you have you experienced that trying to do what you're doing, grow yourself as a as a YouTuber? Mm. Has anyone have you had any negative feedback or just I guess you know, stereotypical comments? You, know, you mentioned about no bullying at school, which is fantastic, but I guess cyberbullying. Have you have you experienced that? Yeah, yeah. So. Um... I, I, I have experienced, yeah, my fair share. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I haven't so much on, on my YouTube and, and stuff like that, but I made it obviously, you know, like TikTok. Mm. Um, and I made a TikTok and, um, I started putting out fitness content and like, uh, body transformation. Yeah. And this, I basically had one, uh, body transformation video that went viral and got like 400,000 views and, and all this stuff. And um, then, you know, all these people on my TikTok and they were like, all these other videos were starting to like blow up. And then I just started getting all these hate comments and all these like, it was just negative, negative, negative. Like 80% of the comments were just straight like negative. And it was like, it was a huge shock for me because I just, so previous to me starting a TikTok, I was just doing Instagram. That was all I was doing. Yeah. And I was getting just pure positive feedback. Yeah. That was it. Like I actually barely got any negative feedback. And then to start this TikTok and get just straight hate comments. Um, Can you give us some examples? Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're really immature stuff. Oh, yeah, like, be- like. <laughs> because like TikTok is is really aimed at you know a younger demographic, and a lot of these people are you know um, you know younger and 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 
like immature. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like some like and strong in front of a keyboard. Yes, yeah. very. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like literally some of the stuff I mean, I can't even um it's good that you can't remember. It means you blocked it out because it's stupid. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, if you asked me maybe a couple of month, months ago, I could probably yeah. tell you like 50% of the comments because yeah. it was like on my mind every day. I was like, really? I was like, geez. But I actually couldn't, I couldn't tell you off the top of my mm. mind what, what they were, but they were just extremely like, I don't know, like this dude is the size of my. S- Sister, us. It's just something yeah. like it's just, like, it's just stupid shit. Yeah. It's just like really immature. But so the good thing is the good thing is about that, right? Is is haters haters are they're kind of envious and jealous of of other people's success. So it's it's easy to poke fun at you for obvious reasons. But the fact that you're doing something, the fact that you're living life on your terms, the fact you're putting yourself out there, um, inspiring others, not just with the same you know, um, in the same circumstance as you, but I, I would say inspiring others as well. That's easy to poke fun at because they've obviously not feeling too comfortable by themselves. So I'm really pleased that you can't remember stuff yeah, because same. it means it hasn't sunken in, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's and we get it all the time when we have some of the entrepreneurs on the show or we have other people. And, you know, fitness, fitness has definitely been the journey for last year. It gives people this kind of cadence, this routine, this discipline. Mm. You have a great comment around... I think it's like someone said to you, what are your motivators? And you said, well, I'm, I'm, I don't get motivated by things. I just do discipline, Yeah, which I thought was a really, really good mm. comment. So again, going back to people that are going to hate, you're always going to get them. Mm. But I tell you what, you're probably lifting things in the gym. One, you're going to the gym where other people aren't going to the gym. Yeah, You're probably lifting things that they don't. And that all takes courage. That all takes that routine discipline that they don't have. So do not even worry about those people, yeah. as I'm sure you won't, because yeah. the success you're having by living life on your terms by doing your fitness, by doing your funny stuff. I love it. I love yeah. it. And yeah, we've only just connected. We've, you know, we've connected through other, other people in the networks. Let's get the message out of there, man. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Man. Um, there's a great, do you, do you know a comedian called Brad Andrews? American comedian? No. I don't know either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Brad Andrews. I wrote down, I'll, I'll, I'll check, but I, I think he, I think he has um, short stature as well. Okay, cool. I saw him a few years ago. He was over here touring with Jim Jeffries. He warmed up for Jim Jeffries. Really, really funny guy. Oh, nice. Really, really funny yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I follow a lot of his stuff too. Just yeah. really, really funny. But it gives, gives people a lot of hope, enthusiasm, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well. so yeah. I, I think it's great. I'm, I'm pleased that um, I'm pleased that you're not a victim of all these stereotypes and, and that stuff. Mm. With work-wise, are you starting to think about career? Like let's say your YouTube is going off and it's nuts. That's great. And you can go into an office where you can do a career. Have you started thinking about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. So, so I mean, I have a little bit. Um, so I think, I think what's on my mind at the moment is to just kind of be able to, um, you know, uh, build a, an audience and a, a community through YouTube, Yep. Um, which can then, I think that's the most important thing right now yep. um, on my mind is, is being able to, to build that community. And then, you know, I, I will definitely put more thought into eventually, you know, um, where I will work and how I will kind of, you know, make, you know, start to create a, you know, perhaps a business or yeah. whatever it might be, but yeah. there's definitely, you know, a few options I, I think um, because, because I definitely, you know, I enjoy, making a difference um that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me is is being able to you know it's simple but just you know help people and and make a difference in you know various different ways so i think you know hopefully maybe down the line being able to build you know perhaps some some coaching or um you know public speaking to kind of build uh, a bit of a uh like brand to then yeah. be able to yet yeah, have those um you know, be able to then, you know, public speak and, yeah. and yep. um, do like self-development and fitness coaching and being able to, you know, um, I guess help people that are in need and that I can help out. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, a good quality to have. Yeah. De- definitely. Yeah. We, um, we spoke about resolutions um, 
with the new year, I know so many people that their new year's resolution is I must get to the gym. I've got to increase my fitness, that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm there too. You're reading my one. I was reading your one. <laughs> um, you mentioned in one of your videos, th- six things you wish you knew about training. Yes. Do you want to walk people through that? Cause I, I enjoyed that. Bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of my, I think that was, it's close to one of my first kind of few videos. Um, and that was just talking about, yeah, what I wish I knew. And I kind of just touched on some different points, uh, you know, uh, before, you know, starting into fitness. And I think, you know, there's, there's both things we need to know, um, you know, about training and physically, but I think a big aspect is the mental side, um, of things because, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of things that we, um, that put us off that, you know, we have this like huge spike of motivation going into the new year. And then, and then, you know, it realistically that, that just doesn't last. Mm. So enthusiasm dwindles. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I think in terms of people, you know, trying to go into this year, um, and, and build themselves in the gym, I think, I think, um, First of all, it, 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 it's a habit, right? Mm. So going to the gym is a habit. Mm. So um, one thing, because I'm actually at the moment, I'm reading Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. I'm not sure if you've, if you've heard of that book, but this basically talks about, you know, creating habits and, and just creating small changes. Um, and something big is, you know, we kind of, we set ourselves like, oh, I want to go to the gym this year. I want to get fit. I want to get in shape and shredded. But like um, we have to be – so first of all, I think we have to be specific. Like if you're – like, again, I don't know which uh, – what people struggle with, whether it's the motivation or whether it's with, you know, the consistency. But, again, it's it's all about, yeah um, – making it a habit and being specific with it. So like we're quite general with, with goals and new year's resolutions. We just say, I want to do this. I want to do that, but we don't give ourselves, we don't make it clear enough for ourselves. So like, for example, you know, you want to go to the gym, um, make it, make it precise. Say I'm going to go to the gym 8am on a, you know, a Monday, like literally say it out loud, and write it down because when you write things down, I think it's you're 42% more likely to achieve it. So um, being specific. So write down gym. Yeah. <laughs> Get shredded. Sorry. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you feel? Would you feel better? Uh, you feel like you were, better. <laughs> you're exhausted just writing that down. Oh, no, far out. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, and, and another thing as well, like more – more so is like um, I found this really interesting. Like, um, is is like almost making it part of our our identity. Um, so like we can look at you know like I don't know someone who wants to uh, s- try quit smoking or something, right? Um, like, there's two different sides of things. One who doesn't actually one. So these two people are try- both trying to quit. One of them isn't identifying with it and one of them is identifying with it. So let's say, you know, I offer this person a cigarette, mm. um, not that I smoke, but <laughs> like, mm. um, you know, I say, you know, oh, here's a cigarette. And then they're like, oh no, I'm trying to quit. Mm. I'm trying to quit. Or I offer the other person and, you know, they are trying to quit, but they're like, oh no, I don't smoke. Yeah, That's identifying with yeah. That so that when it comes to the gym, it's like, oh, I'm trying to go to the gym today, or oh, I'm planning on going to the gym. No, or like, no, it's literally like, I am, yeah. I, I am going to the gym. It's like identifying, like making it part of your identity, and actually like feeling it, like being like, I am a fit person, like just just becoming. That's a huge thing. Even though, and and of course, we can be like, oh, where you know, I'm not fit right now, so how can I even say that? Mm. Um, but you can yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a mindset thing. Yeah. yeah. And you just ingrain it over time. And it's like, um, over time that will just become ingrained into you and that will just become a set in stone habit. And you will just, that will just be normal for you. Like, 
like switching on the light is like something you unconsciously do mm. yep. because it's just a set in stone habit. Like you just, you go and you flick it on. You don't even have to think. That's mm. like the stage that you will eventually get to with the gym. Mm. If you, you know, make it specific, um, you know, set your goals and yeah, set it, make it specific and, you know, become it as yeah. well. Become yeah. a, a fit person, like really feel it and, and, you know, whatever you have to do, write it down, yeah. say it out loud. Do you visualize? Do you use visualization as well? Yes. And like what if, what it's going to feel like, cause I noticed you were trying to bulk. Yes. Um, and it's, it's funny. We have very different challenges when we jump on <laughs> scales. Um, you're looking for the number to go up. I'm looking for it to go down. Yeah. Um, can we, can we swap the scales? Um, sure. <laughs> I'd be down then. But, but visualization and what if, what it's going to feel like to, to hit that, hit that target weight that you have or lift mm. those weights. Do you use that as a, as a method as well? Yeah. 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 hundred percent. hundred percent. I think visualization is, is huge and, and it does, it does. Um, yeah, I think a lot more than, than we think. And, and it's, it is, it's, it's so simple too. Yeah. You know, I think a process that, that I have is, yeah, well, visualization is a huge part of just my, my day to day. So I'll, you know, I'll go in, in, in the morning and uh, I like to meditate like first thing in the morning. So that's just a part of my morning routine is just going in and meditating and, um, you know, just practicing like gratitude and also just visualizing my day and, you know, feeling how, and, and feeling how I want it to be, but also, yes, yeah, seeing how I want it to, to turn out. So, um, yeah, I will do things like that, like visualizing myself and feeling myself like, you know, being bigger and bulkier yeah. and also achieving, you know, these different goals that I set out. But again, like, the process, like, like I think the end goal, like we also do put a lot of emphasis on the end goal. Like the end goal is just such a small like portion of the journey. Like the end goal, um, we put so much emphasis on that we kind of forget about the process and, or not even that. I think we, we, a lot of the time we can't even get to that end goal because we put so much emphasis and so much meaning on that. Um, so but then you miss out on the good stuff. Yes. If you just get to the end, you don't do any of the learning along the way. Yeah. You don't get any of the, the kind of discovery, um, for yourself or what you're trying to do. Um, you know, it's a bit like if, if you, with your YouTube channel said, Oh, I want a million, a million subscribers tomorrow. That would be great. And you know, we'd probably be doing this podcast on your boat. Um, <laughs> but you wouldn't, Love have, that. <laughs> but, but you wouldn't have had any of the content that you've been putting together, which is obviously where you're turning, you know, you're, exploring your learning through yourself as well um so that's that's the beauty of it you know i mean we want to take this podcast to you know stratos stratospheric levels stratospheric, is that even a word yeah today it is today it is yeah. yeah um but hey we're on we're on the journey of of, of learning and learning through other people yeah um, and then hopefully our viewers and our subscribers they learn through hearing mm. from people like yourself or people like alan or you know, last week we had a, a kid's author on and we've got loads of people queued up for this year as well. That's that's the beauty of it. That's where the gold is, you know. Mm. Um, that, that's kind of my take. I mean, I work in sales. You know, it's like you, you always want to do the deal, but yeah. you learn over time how to do the deal. Mm. So with your goals, you know, you have the smart model. So it's specific, measurable. Is it achievable? You know, yeah. is it realistic and what's the time frame? Mm. And that's that helps you along with those goals. Yeah. So Isaac, growing up, do you think being a um, – a small statured guy growing up, has it presented more obstacles or opportunities for you? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'd l- it's, it's presented both. It, it's, yeah. it's, re- it's really hard to say which one has presented more of. I think obviously I've focused more on the opportunities. So I, I'd say that I've had more opportunities than obstacles, but again, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely presented both, and and I think at this um, thanks, um, yeah, it, it again. I think it's it's whichever one I focus on, um, because you know, it definitely there are obstacles, yeah. um, which which I face you know every day, but there are also opportunities which have come my way, which you know, I'm so grateful for and I wouldn't have come my way if I wasn't 
who I am. Mm. Um, so again, you know, I can focus on like the obstacles, but like, or I can focus on the, the opportunities and I, I prefer to focus on the opportunities. Yeah. So that's something that, um, yeah, I feel like has definitely come my way a lot more, uh, opportunities due mm. to, to who I am. Yeah. So, and that, yeah. that goes back to your power of choice Yeah, that, that you refer to in some of your content as well. You know, you're, you're choosing to focus on the positive rather than the rather than the negative. Yes. Which is which is pretty awesome. Mm. Um, can I ask you a bit of a question if you go out and about? We mentioned about kind of partying and going out with friends and things. I mean, do you get ID'd a lot? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's so funny. So people, like, people always, they always hesitate because, like, they... Don't want to come, come across rude. Yeah, no, <laughs> they don't. So, like, like even before, um, like, before I was... 18 and able to go out partying and, and get drinks and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, I'll, I'll expose myself here, but like we try, you know, we try to go out and, and, you know, maybe grab drinks or something like that. Like, you know, obviously not being 18 and, and apparently, you know, I'd, I'd be the one to have to go in because it'd be like the complete, just, it'd just be a complete mind fuck because it's like, <laughs> it's like, They'd just, they'd look at me and like, this is even before I'd even had like any facial hair or yeah, anything. Yeah. I was just purely like just short and just looking like a kid, but I just have to like go in with confidence. Like, yeah, can I, um, can I get one vodka cruiser, please? <laughs> you went in with confidence and asked for a vodka cruiser. And it's, it's like, it's, right. <laughs> You could have gone a bourbon and coke. <laughs> Mate, at that age, I didn't, that's what tasted that's what good, knew. man. Like, that's all I knew. It's like, whatever tastes like lemonade, man, yeah. like, give me that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so for the, for our viewers and our, our listeners, Isaac is well over 18 now. So, yes. So yes. we're good. We're good. Um, and, and can I talk about kind of theme parks and stuff? I mean, are you able – how does that work? Yeah, man. Yeah. The, the theme parks, then they're, they're not my favorite place. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Like they're, they're it's just walking around, dude. It is. It's, it's walking around and going on the freaking um, teacup rides. What do you call it? Yeah. Teacup rides and the freaking uh, Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. That's, that's uh but, but yeah, that, there are, there are so many t- like, cause I used to love going in the theme parks, like Luna park and yeah. stuff like that. And always, you know, going with friends and stuff. Um, and I could, yeah, there were very minimal things that I could literally freaking, um, go on, go on. Yeah. Like, and I mean, if I was really smart, I'm sure I could have planned, you know, some like shoe freaking, um, a uh, height extenders or yeah, something, that I whatever could, they're called. Yeah, yeah. That's if I was like determined to go on some rides, but I wasn't that determined. So I, think I just it's a safety thing though, as well, you don't want to be <laughs> flung out of the bush beast here at Wonderland. <laughs> Yeah, literally, that would be a story and yeah, a half. Yeah. Gosh, hang on a minute, man. I, I want to talk to you about a story. So you did your, and you you reminded me. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. When you said shoes, and I want, I don't know if you know where I'm going to go with this. You did Not your really. day with Muhammad Ali. You did your, oh. your 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 training like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Do you know where I'm going now? Yeah, I right. think I, I feel like. Yes. So you got up. You did a bit of meditation. And then Muhammad Ali used to go running with like boots on with weights in them to help his endurance. Now, young Isaac here didn't have any boots with weights and was just getting over his surgery. So what did you wear up and down your garden, Isaac? Yeah, yeah. so the genius idea popped into my mind. I'm like, "Um, mom, do you like have any like boots, anything? <laughs> Anything that like looks like this, like showing her a photo of like Muhammad Ali's like freaking boots. I'm like anything that could like maybe like yeah. you know that's similar to this. Anyway, go into the garage and you know we, there's like these dusty boxes of freaking um, shoes, like yeah, yeah. just this whole pile of like high heel shoes that my mum doesn't wear, right? So we go like right to the bottom of the of the pack, like we're unboxing. There's like dust, and all this dust is like going everywhere. I I have like hay fever, so yeah. or I don't even I don't even know. I haven't been um, given that, but I sneeze whenever there's dust. Anyway, I'm like sneezing. I don't think you're individual there, mate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, like yeah, no, I know. Literally, I'm just like sneezing my head off. I'm like, what are you grabbing? Like, what what is this? Anyway, so it's like. Um, Grab the box out, 
it's like dusty and freaking moldy and open it up. It's just this like huge pair of boots, right? Like just this like huge, right? Anyway, so I, I thought of the idea that I will put these boots on. They like went past my knees. Like this, this shit was like, oh, this shit was like, thigh high. dude, like <laughs> thigh, thigh high. It's like, it was, it what a visual. Dude. Oh yeah. And like, I was coming off, I was still recovering from my hip replacement. Like I was still, I still had a bit of pain, like walking. Yeah. So I don't know even how I thought that would have been smart. But anyway, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to just put them on. So I put them on and I, I thought instead of, cause Muhammad Ali, yeah, walked in heavy boots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't walk very fast. So I just went in the backyard, put them on, walked up and down. Um, it was fucking, it was dreadful. Like my ankle, <laughs> no joke, was sore for like the next like four hours. Like, So was, you weren't female thigh high boots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mate, imagine yeah. what your neighbors would have thought. They thought, what oh, the fuck is Isaac doing today? Oh, <laughs> Yesterday he was what he was had an ice bath and now he's walking around with fucking yeah. thigh high boots. It was Dude, they they do think I'm a I'm a strange creature, dude. <laughs> like no lie. They actually closed like the amount of times that I have gone out the back and they've cuz I can see like their screen door. I yeah. can just see like just above it. The amount of times they have just shot that when they hear me coming out into the garden, like the backyard is. <laughs> is that it again? Dude, legit. They just fucking shut it. Like, like it's so funny. They, oh God. <laughs> so what are, what are mum and dad? Cause have you got brothers and sister or two brothers? No, I'm an only child. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you had siblings. Sorry. Yeah. That's me, mate. That's um, got two brothers. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> correct. You're the quintessential Italian family. Yeah, man. Um, what do mum and dad think of all your video content? And, and I guess the, the, the way you're, embracing life and, and challenging yourself and putting yourself out there. What do they think? Yeah. Um, I mean, some videos there are a bit questionable, like, um, you know, like the picking up girls and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, but, but no, they're quite on board with it, with yeah. it. Um, which I'm very, very fortunate. Uh, to, Big time. yeah. So, you know, like just at home, like, you know, mum, mum will help me out with, with filming and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and yeah, they're, they're a great support. So I'm just, I'm just very grateful that I have their support for what I'm doing because, um, you know, I, I, I definitely empathize for, for people who don't have the support of mm. their parents because, again, you know, our, our, our parents are, are basically the biggest influences in, 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 our, in our life. So not yeah. having their support would be extremely, extremely tough um, yeah. and, and – yeah, I'm just very fortunate that that they they support what I do. Yeah. Um, although some of the stuff they question, I, I it's most majority is they're they're pretty good with. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got to ask. So what is it you actually do at the gym when you go there? I mean, are you pumping weights? Are you on yeah. the treadmill? What what's your your routine? Yeah. So um, I mean, my my routine, I guess, at the moment is 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 quite just go with the flow, whatever I'm feeling, but I do. It's yeah. It's chest day, bro. Yeah, dude. Every day is chest day. No day is leg day, man. Leg day has been skipped way too many times. Way too many. Yeah. I need to incorporate those habits, man. Like yeah. I need to, I need to like start saying, I am going to train legs today. Yeah, yeah, at exactly. 830. Um, no. So my routine, yeah, is mostly just is, is weightlifting. So I, I do quite a bodybuilding style training. So I'll go in there. Um, I like to say that I do cardio, but I don't mm. majority of the time. I just go in and I just lift weights. Yep. Um, so yeah. Um, my, I guess my, my routine is, is basically, yeah, just, um, it will either be like a, a, a push pull legs routine, which is like a push is mm. like, you know, chest, shoulders, triceps, and a pull is back, back biceps. Yeah. Um, and then legs, um, sometimes, um, but, <laughs> but or, or it'll be like what they call like a bro split, yeah. which is like chest, back, triceps and biceps day, um, just shoulder day. Yeah. So those are still fun to do, but I just kind of mix between the two. Yeah. Um, and just enjoy lifting the weights and pumping, pumping the iron, man. What's your mix? Tra- what's your mixtape that you listen to? Ah, uh, um, so because you're a penis as well, aren't you? You play pe- piano. 
I, th- I thought you said I'm a penis. <laughs> I was like, That's what I said. No, yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you play piano as well, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh well. I mean, I used to. I used to. Yeah. Um, I still do every now and then, just do like a bit of improvisation, but not yeah. so much. So I, I don't listen to to piano at the gym. No, no, I don't think um, it's, it's not the I, best pump music. No, no, <laughs> no, man. Um, so I, I, I listen to, so I used, I used to be like really into like hard style. Yeah. If you've heard of, if you know what hard style is. Like, like your like, DEFCON stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that hardcore stuff, I yeah, was yeah. like fully, fully into that. I've kind of drifted away a little bit from- Most people do. From the doof doof, yeah, like yeah. it was, um, it got me pumped up, but I felt like every time I would listen to it, I'd always like feel worse afterwards. Yeah. I, I just feel like drained from listening to that music. Like it was, it was really good. Got me pumped up, got me like angry and fucking, um, it just yeah, yeah. Yeah, smashed the set, but I'd never like actually feel good after. It's not feel good music. <laughs> no, I mean, it, some of it, some, there's some songs which are, bit, you know, pretty good. Maybe kind of semi feel good. I don't know. <laughs> By now, I'm kind of just more like electro, electronic, like, yeah. um, yeah, just more just yeah, electronic. Bit of house trance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. that kind of stuff. That that's that's that works. That yeah, does good. the trick. Yeah, I can never understand, and I'm I'm the same as you. I'm I'm into electronic music. I yeah. can never understand how people work out to, um, kind of R and B and and hip hop and and things. I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I need fast paced, oh, almost, right. right. almost repetitive stuff just to make me zone out and do what I'm do what I'm there to do. Yeah. Normally sit in the spa. But, yeah. <laughs> Love the spa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like rap, like, like hip hop. And I think you have to have like, yeah, not, not really R and B, but like there's hip hop. If you listen so to like Casey and Jojo, you know, <laughs> People jam to that though, dude. Like people like no. Oh, dude, like that will be pumping in the gym speakers. Like if we talk about gym music, if I didn't bring headphones to the gym, that would biggest demotivator, dude. I actually can't train without without um without headphones. I don't understand the music that they play at the gym. Like it is the shittest music that they play over over the loudspeaker. Like that's not getting anyone motivated. (laughs) Literally. It's horrible. Like that makes me want to get the fuck up and leave. It actually does. It actually does. Like I broke my beats at the gym (laughs) once. Like Dude, I'm so devastated. Um, And they snapped and I actually couldn't train. Like I actually couldn't train without them. So my mom had a pair of beats. So I I rung her up. I'm like, I could – give me some beats now uh, no i just i called i'm like oh could you like come i actually can't i actually can't train like without without headphones so um she, yeah we're not too far away from the gym but yeah she came and gave me her beats and i, I trained otherwise i would have gone home like yeah. no kidding like, yeah. i literally can't do it yeah, it's nice. crazy so <laughs> i get that <laughs> fair play well i think we're gonna wrap it up fairly shortly i'm i'm gonna ask my question, because this is the final question. Yep. And it's um, you've got a table booked for dinner for four people. Yeah. You're one of them. Who are the other three people that you'd have at the table, and why? Oh, gosh. Um. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good question. I don't. Yeah, I'd say. Um. Wow. One of them would probably be, I don't know if you've heard of Sean uh, Stevenson. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Stevenson. It's Sean Anyway, he he had like a growth um, uh, disability kind of thing. So he was, um, he, he's like a, he's like a big role model for me. Like he, he's like a, he, well, he passed away like I think a few years ago or something, but he was, um, he he's just just his mindset and his attitude to life was is just it's just inspired me at, like a lot a lot and um yeah so he's probably one of them that would be there he's just a huge influence and um I think I look up to him to like hopefully be in a similar position that he was in yep. in terms of um what he achieved in life and the impact he had so that's something that you know someone I'd love to to have there and to chat with mm-hmm. and um, another person, I don't know, probably like some, 
Probably some like enlightened person. Some like I don't know. Are you saying dead or alive? They can be dead or alive. They can be dead. Yep. Okay. I thought Ronaldo would be there, man. Like, yeah, dude, Ronaldo, Muhammad <laughs> Ali. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to chat with someone like some, I don't know, like spiritually enlightened person. Yeah, that, that would be someone like I don't know. There's like um, Eckhart Tolle, who I don't know if you've heard of. Yeah. Um. He's the author of The Power of Now, which is like a really huge uh, book. Anyway, mm. um, him or probably like Sadhguru, who's like another enlightened guy. Yeah. Just I think just hearing, just being able to talk to him and be like in their presence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm doing a live, by the way. Oh no, actually, Sean Stevenson's dead. Okay, dead and alive. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Eckhart Tolle, I'd say I just put him on the table. And another person, um, gosh. That's four, isn't it? That's three. That's Sorry. three. Yeah, That's well, it, you're, you're sitting there as well, bro. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're just letting them in. All right, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, mate, thank you for coming on Lifestyle Pirates and, yeah. and sharing your story um, and your content. It is truly bloody brilliant. Yeah. If you are, me. I mean, how do, how do people find it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, give give so, yourself a plug. Yeah, so... um. YouTube is just Isaac Natoli, I-S-A-A-C-N-A-T-O-L-I. And that's where you'll find me on Instagram and everywhere else. Yeah. Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for coming on today. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. No, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was Same. really, really good. Yes. Keep doing what, what you guys are doing because, yeah, much respect. I really I really enjoy what you guys do. Yeah, awesome, and, man. And it's, um, yeah, keep doing it. Thanks. Keep doing it. Much appreciated. Give give Isaac a like. Give us a like. Maybe both give us a review as well. We'll see you soon again on Lifestyle Pirates. Cheers.